Episode 44, Do Not Go Gently, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. And welcome back, everyone, to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten. We hope you enjoyed a relaxful break. Beautiful. Thank you to the both of you. I think that went great, if I do say so myself. Uh, and I think we are ready to yes! make our return. Yes, thank you, uh, Shrieking uh, uh, Amber Temple Academy uh, mascot in the back stands. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's our own version of Gritty. I'm keeping this voice for the rest of oh, the show. Oh no! I hope oh you know. no! All right. Well, let's 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 keep our distance from the. Uh, dangerous mascots and try to keep some head on our shoulders as we return to the Amber Temple in which several of the companions had entered to join the rest of the party and as a group of you make your way in into the cloistered cramped space Esmeralda reaches and slowly closes the door behind her, leaving the seven of you clumped together in the small chamber, just faintly illuminated by the glimmering radiance of the Sun Sword in Kiva's grasp. The first thing that uh, two of you notice, Metron and Kiva, is that Lillison appears to be very much alive. Sitting upright in a corner, eyes open, just breathing. Kiva's um, not looking at her when they go in. Um, and that fear that Esmeralda saw is, is still there in her eyes. Um, but there's also, like, like grief. Because this is a hard thing to see, like, that it worked and that it brought her back when it maybe didn't bring couldn't she couldn't bring maybe back other people so she's she's not really looking at Lillison uh well Metron uh goes in and looks at her oh well, you're uh, you're up then yeah you can you can hear what we're saying and can you, can you say something Lillison is slumped against the wall. Uh, her gaze seems to be roving about, fixing on somebody every now and, and again, but uh, mostly she looks 
either exhausted or like her focus is elsewhere. When Metrion says that, she raises a hand briefly. You said a yes or no? She's okay. I've talked to her. Just don't. We're trying to take it easy right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking it easy here. Contradiction in terms. It sure is. So, uh, I presume by the lot of y'all in here, you have either news or plan. Metron looks around, noticing the awkward silence, and looks like he wants to say something, but knows that there's nothing to say, and sheepishly goes back to just looking down at the floor. Casimir thinks it is in our best interest to tactically plan things, so we decided to come in here to try to do that. Since there is a giant amber statue that wanted to kill me at the other end of the hallway. Uh, Wait, are you okay? I'm fine. And presumably even more horrors. Uh, the flame skulls are back in the room downstairs, so this is about the only safe space that we have. So we should probably make the most of it and figure something out. Okay. okay Wait, okay. Kiva, Kiva, you said you couldn't move. Do uh, you still feel off? Do I still feel slowed? Uh, I will say that a minute has expired and your slowness has dissipated from you. She sort of shakes herself out. She's like, it was so weird. It was like I was moving through, like, tar. Ugh. Nasty business. Sounds like a slow spell or something. Well, it sounds like a slow spell. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I've been trying to think tactically ever since um, we killed uh, Rohadin, because whether we want to or not, we have plunged ourselves into Act Three. Um. After some number of hours, Strahd will realize that his servant is no longer serving him. So you can tell well, us what we're going to do. Can you raise him back and send him home with a note around his neck saying we're coming for you next? Yeah, Honestly, I mean... if Strahd comes for us and appears in front of us and threatens us, one thing that has crossed my mind is giving him the body and telling him to take it to the abbot who will provide him with one free resurrection. Well, you know, don't you get it? Don't you get it, love? There's no bargaining with him. He'll, he'll slit our throats. He'll chop off our heads. This payment. Right? There's no getting around it. Stop thinking you could bargain with this piece of shit. It's not going to happen. I think that Lillison is, in fact, bargaining with this piece of shit. If we're going to be honest, it's only going to end up one of two ways. Either she's pulling us into something, and uh, Metron starts to lean in, trying to talk away from Lilson. Either she's trying to pull us into something, or he's going to pull her into whatever he's got ready for us. Amity, is there, is there a way that maybe with, 
with one of your abilities that you could help us find the specific thing that Casimir is looking for. I mean, I I can also get a sense of the specifics of the of the sarcophagus's sarcophagi. <laughs> Uh, if I get close to them, but, uh, maybe this is something that a more skilled magician might be able to handle. Um, with someone else's help, maybe. If you give me an entire day to sleep and do another seance, I could learn the spell Locate Object, and then constantly be a beacon detecting the nearest one of those coffins. And uh, if do we this... have a day to waste? I don't know. Well, therein lies the issue. I've been thinking. And we need I think it's safe to say we've all run ourselves ragged. I'm nearly out of magic. Kiva, you've been beaten black and blue. Lillison was dead. We even if Strahd's coming up here to murder us because I was a damned fool, then we don't really have a choice but to find somewhere we can rest and get our capabilities back. Otherwise, we're not leaving here alive, one way or the other. Problem is, is we can't. You know that balcony outside, the one that leads to the exit? Yeah. When when I was following Lillison out of there, I was on there trying to make sure she got out of there safe. And a fireball got launched from the statue and hit me in the face. He can see us, whatever wizard's in there, and they've got range. We can't go that way. You see Metreon starts, you see the gears start to turn. He looks back at Lillison for a moment as you start to talk about whatever is in that statue. And as his head is still tilted towards Lillison, his eyes dart up towards Casimir. Oi. Casimir's gaze jolts up toward you. Uh, yes. How many spells? How many? How much magic you got left? Can you, in theory, if you needed to, can you turn Lillison back into one of that thing, the big old bramble beast? He pauses and then nods somewhat shakily. I've got enough juice, I think, left to uh, do that twice more today. I don't know well, if anyone else has any other things they might be able to pull out of a hat, but well, hear me start. out. Hear me out. Lil clearly felt some kind of way being in that form. I mean, you saw how she was getting out of it. She was elated. She was thrilled. And I mean, she could take a hit in it. What if we just? Let the beast out again and, you know, let it, let it serve as a bit of a shield. And we, uh, we let it, uh, do its thing. We do our thing. And, uh, you know, when she's done with it, 
She'll come back for us, right? She didn't last time. It's a good plan. It's a really good plan, Matreon. But the only reason she left when she was enchanted last time was because she was, well, enchanted. I, if, I don't know what'll happen if we polymorph her as she is right now. It's a good idea as a shield. I think that's probably her best shot at getting her out safe. But she's just come back from the dead. She's not, I don't think, as either a combat application. I, I don't know if we can rely on that. Uh, we're running out of ideas here. And, I know. Uh, Metreon, when he says that, looks up at Lillison to see if she's been like reacting to any of this. At that way, as we've been talking about her, her gaze has been fixing on each speaker in turn. Um, her expression is rather lifeless. Kiva looks over to Casimir and just gives him a look like, "Could you do it to me if we needed to?" Casimir uh, meets her gaze and kind of gives a nod of silent uh, recognition. Right, so regardless of the ultimate target, if we're looking for a means of attacking the thing in the statue or of making some kind of covered escape, I I can cast it on any of us, myself included, though that would probably be a poor choice, given how easily the spell might be disrupted under those circumstances. Um, but as it, were, as it was, the last time that we attempted this, some sort of enchantment spell was able to drive Lillison in that form from the temple. If that's our only, the only weapon in our repertoire, I think we might need to move a bit past that. I don't know what others have to offer. But acting alone, I, I think the spell could certainly help, but I think we'll need a little bit more to get wherever we're trying to go. Whether that's further in or further out. If you climbed up the back, Whatever is in there can't see you. Kiva opens her mouth and closes again and just says, if, if elves are resilient against being charmed, right? Does that carry over if you make me into that thing? At least it's a better I, chance. Than, I don't know. think so, no. Um, it's it's a full transformation. The Any elfishness you may have had is gone, receded into the beast's form. I don't know if your friends might have any mechanism for resisting some kind of arcane <laughs> suggestion. But... Um, I was about to say, first of all, um, you're not the only one who can cast Polymorph. Amity waggles an eyebrow. Um, in a pinch, I could be the one. And second of all, there's that balcony behind the statue, right? If the idea is that um, whoever's in there can't see behind it, then I could stand on the balcony and constantly be using counter charm. Do you think you'd be safe from getting just blasted to bits? No, but I'm willing to do it anyway. In, Kiva just in, gives Amity a, like, absolutely winning 
smile with bloody teeth and black ichor all over her face. <laughs> yeah, likewise, likewise, there's immense affection in Aerith's gaze for a moment. Can I make a bit of a request then? Go for it. If cares concern any of one of us into that thing and we do decide to try to topple that whatever's in that I want to be the one to do it. I won't argue with that. I will say that I think our goal right now is escape. Don't get carried away and fight and win our goals getting out. Yo, yeah, no. I'll, <laughs> believe me, I'm, I'm right there with you. Well, okay. if it comes to it, just... Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so we've got the beginnings of a plan, then. Although, if we're going down, it does mean we'd have to kill the Flame Skulls. No way around that. Casimir holds up a hand. There's another route, um, but it would require us to go through that golem if we wanted to get to the balcony. Oh. I think that's probably our best bet. Yeah. I, it took some damage when I when I hit it, but so it'll be a little less sturdy, I, I hope. Yeah, and, we can... Uh, I'd much rather get past that than three flame skulls. Yeah, I mean, when I when you hit it, I saw a big flash of light. I figured maybe you took a chunk out of it or something. Okay. So am I sorting this out correctly? That our plans... Get through the Amber Golem. Use a polymorph from Amity and a polymorph from Casimir to distract whatever bastards in the statue while the rest of us sneak along behind it. And once they're safe... We climb up onto that balcony that claps beneath us and take the route out. Yeah, no, I mean, what Casimir is saying is, doesn't that way through the golem just lead directly to the balcony? From what I recall, yes, it would lead us directly yeah. to the uh, rear side of the statue. We'd have a so free reign of attack, assuming it has no peepholes out of the back, as exactly. Lillison suggested. Exactly. Perfect. We just go to the balcony and rain hell. All right. This I... seems unnecessary if all we want to do is get out. I mean, if we want to get in, then then this seems like a real plan. Oh, we have to we have to see if this this thing is here, right? And the what we're looking for and and I doubt Casimir will let us leave without finding what he wants. So yeah, I was just thinking if we could find a way to get outside, reconnect with our team and rest before we do that. He holds up two hands. Look, I, I understand, and I'm, I can't force you to do anything. I'm, I'm grateful that you've come this far with me. But if under any circumstances you might want to return, either out of a generous uh, gesture to assist me with my family, or out of your own curiosity in finding what secrets of Zarevich might lie within here, you're going to have to go through that thing in the statue once again. And with the balcony on the western side out now, after it crumbled away... This might be our best chance to get behind it from our current location. Because once we get out, we're going to have to come right back in. We should just finish this now. He's right. I mean, if, I wish we, you got, if we got an extra, uh, what's it called, polymorphy thing, is it possible maybe just to, you know, turn that big old golemy thing to, you know, maybe like a toad or something? Would uh, no I think we'd much rather uh, You can make an arcana check if you'd like. For like a right. destructive thing, right? 
What happened to the toad that we already had? 25. Oh, he ran away. He just he just left. <laughs> uh 25, Dragna. Uh you know that uh golems such as this one have the immutable form feature, which make them immune to any spell or effect that would alter their form. You've actually Holy seen attempts against them fail in Ofstra. Yep. Aerith holds up a hand. Polymorphin's no good. The golems like that, they're thick, they're nasty, they're built to stop folks from changing them. We're gonna need to take it down full frontal if we're gonna kill it. And it won't be insignificant either. I've seen what those can do. I've watched full battalions fall behind before them. Restoration. Could we maybe take a rest in here? Yeah. Get some of our abilities back, not knowing that there's mechanical things, because um, she wouldn't know that. And uh, and maybe <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we can go and and fight this statue. I think it'll be better. And she finally looks over at Kaya, at Kaya fucking Lilson, um, and just says, "I think it'd be better if we give ourselves some time." At this, oh, Lilson first. Flame skulls are little and crunchy. Yeah, Yeah, I'm gonna say we definitely want that time to just Mm -hmm. maybe relax and not say horrifying things like that. And we need to be careful with her, too. Uh, Lilson, as I'm sure you're feeling right now, you're... Coming back from the dead's a process. You are going to be not... Of of course you know this, but more than just exhaustion. Physically, magically, you are not going to be firing on full cylinders for a few days. So, if we're going to be fighting, please be as careful as you can be. I've always been careful, haven't I? Yeah. You have. Well. This Casimir holds up a hand. Uh, I'm looking toward him. You notice that there's sweat beating on his forehead. Right, I'm uh, technically still holding that wall in place. Um, seconds of cannon down. Do we want it gone? So we can make our way through? Yeah, it probably won't follow magic. us. I don't think it's intelligent enough. We okay, don't so... have the magic to blast through. Put it down. Put it he down nods, this. and then his shoulders relax, and he just visibly slumps, exhaling slowly. Thank you. In the distance, you think you hear the sound of grinding stone. Alright. Are y'all okay to sit down and rest, then? Yeah, I can take first watch, if that helps anything. Thanks. I was... I wasn't thinking long. I don't think we can afford long. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Strahd figures out and uh, Metreon points over to Rahadin's limpless, limp, lifeless corpse. Not necessarily. The... He doesn't know until something tells him. And I really doubt any of his spies are gonna brave the fireballs to get in here. 
Yeah, but where'd that toad go? That what? There's a frog. That was the one. Oh, oh, you didn't see that. So he ate it. He like he what? Yeah, he put it in his mouth and he just sort of swallowed it whole. It was disgusting, actually. Uh, so when I cut his head off, it just it came back out. You know. Then when it hops back to Castle Ravenloft at two miles an hour, I think we will probably be well out of here. It's not just saying. It's, you know, we, we, if time is of the essence, let's make it of the essence, right? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not against yeah. it. I, wait, I think it's wait, less. Wait. Uh, Amity, do you have detect animals? Um, oh, you want me to detect the frog? Um, oh, that's a great no, idea. No, bats, wolves. I, if he's expecting a letter from me today, I think he will be disappointed. Um, uh... Sure. Which one? Bats, wolves, just all of them one by one? Yes. Amity begins with the bats. Okay, uh, what's the casting time for this? It's like 10 minutes, right? Rituals are 10 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to, is, I'm assuming everyone is beginning a short rest here, yes? Correct. Okay, so I will say that, Amity, if you'd like to forgo your short rest in favor of cycling through detect animals and assorted other rituals, you may do so. Okay. Okay. In that case, everyone, you may roll your hit dice. As each of you settles back in this dark, dusty, faintly illuminated room, the faint scent of musty parchment on the air, the silence the cold is bad. The cold is terrible, but the silence is the worst part. Feeling closed off, isolated. It's almost claustrophobic in the way that you find yourselves in this small 20 by 10 chamber, not knowing how your friends have fared, how those in the valley below are doing without you, what your enemy is doing at this moment. You're left in the darkness with only your thoughts, your anxieties, and your fears to percolate in the back of your mind, occasionally intruding into the forefront of your thoughts. But thankfully, whatever mercies this place may hold, nothing attacks nor disturbs your time here. Only the silence and the dust and the chill in the air. Your short rest passes uneventfully. When it's coming to an end and folks are starting to pack up to continue our journey, Earth squeezes through the immensely crowded room until he's next to Amity and Rodham's body. And he says very gently, uh, Hey, darling, can I ask you something? Uh, sure. And and just to be clear, there were no bats or wolves or rats or so forth. Ah, uh, yes. The results of what you have found. What's the radius on that? Uh, one second. I believe yes. it's five miles. 
It's something, yes, five miles. And I, okay. I learned about the closest one. Gotcha. Well, there is a wolf around, looking at the map, I would say around three quarters of a mile from you. Um, not moving in any noticeable direction. And there is a bat, I would say, around uh, probably around a half a mile away. Um, well, listen, the good news is these animals, I mean, they are coming up here in the cold mountains. Uh, the bad news is there's none of them right outside this room, so we will have to get out of the temple first. Is that bad news? Amity shrugs. Uh, sorry, I thought you said it like you wanted there to be more bats. Lillison shrugs as well. Um, what did you want to ask, Ethendir? Uh, can I see his sword? Sorry, what did he say? Can he see the what? Can I see his sword? The man, the oh. Rahadan. Um, Amity retrieves his sword and hands it to Erthrimdir. It is a simple scimitar, but you get the sense that it's been both immaculately cleaned and also impossible to sufficiently clean. There are decades, if not centuries, of old bloodstains on this on the side of it. He Kiva looks away from that thing real fast. I God. It's like I can still hear the screams. And then in a sort of sudden bit of determination, he puts the short sword in his pack and straps this onto his body. I I don't I don't know why. I if you if you were gonna ask, I just I just don't want... I want to keep it. Thanks for your time. And he very awkwardly sidles his way back through the room and... What's your passive passive insight, Aerithrin Deer? Nine. Okay. You notice kind of Casimir... Oh, ten. You briefly... Sorry. Ten? Okay. You notice he glances at you briefly... Uh, with a bit of an odd look on his face uh, when he sees you drop the scimitar to the other side, but then Tonicus kind of looks back down at his spellbook and resumes checking. Yeah, he'll walk over to him. I... If you want me to throw it away, I will. You've got every right to it. Far more than me. He shakes his head. Ah, I assure you I have not the slightest interest in securing that weapon for myself. I certainly... Uh, if it's your wish to take it up, I certainly wouldn't move to stop you. I, I, I know, I just... My mentor always told me that it's the purpose for which things that are used that matter. That a thing or a person can be as horrible or as messed up 
is it can be but if you can turn it towards a different purpose then it can start to be something new that's that's all I guess wanted something different he and frowns for a moment and then reaches his fingers out very gingerly almost as though scared it will burn or bite him do you mind if I here he shies away if you're offering it to him yeah or he just he's, he's just holding it. it he's just holding okay. it out he briefly touches the side of the blade just at the uh just toward the um center of it where it's sharpest and most exposed you see dark blood stains there how many decades or centuries old you don't know and he just kind of very slowly runs his fingers down the length of the darkest red stain slowly pulls his hand away and pushes his hand under the hood of his cloak beneath the cowl and his long dark hair and just keeps his hand there against the side of his head for a moment closing his eyes and then shakes his head right well I'm ready to go when you all are. Uh, right, just, yeah. just real quick. So while this is happening, mm -hmm. he's going to be messing around with his corpse a little bit. Oh, um, no. So she's gonna oh, take, yes. So she's going to take two big chunks of his hair and then the, mm -hmm. the strings from her old leather armor, and she's going to braid them into the front of her hair. Because that's going to be cute for Strahd to see, just like a constant reminder that he failed at keeping uh, Rahadun alive. Um... And then she's going to loot his body and, like, see if there's anything of interest that he had in him or with okay. him in that bag, maybe. Uh, so in the bag, you find, uh, upon his person, um, there's the scimitar. There is, uh, I believe, studded leather armor um, sized appropriately for him, as well as a blowgun and... Actually, no, it's not a blowgun. It's just uh, several uh, smaller... Um, Tell me that not... you're going to give Kiva a gun right now. Tell me it. No, Tell it, me it's it. not a gun. It's not a gun. I'm sorry. Um, I think darts. in D&D terms, yeah, darts are not actually blow... They have to be blow darts. They're These are regular darts. Um, so, like, uh, a few inches long, smaller than a dagger. Um, carefully, each one wrapped in a small pouch that was strapped to the side of his leg. Uh, but as you pull them out, you see the blade of each one is glistening very faintly with a soft sheen of blackish liquid. She's taking those um, okay. and and uh, whatever else he has, and she's putting it in her backpack. Okay, uh, I will double check the numbers on this later. Uh, I believe uh, uh, mechanically he's expected to carry 2d4 of these. Uh, so oh, I'm so excited. I will say tentatively you can take six um poisoned darts into your inventory. I will send you over the, statistic, the statistics later. Uh, and uh, that seems to be it for what his body retains. Oh, he doesn't have any, like, money or anything? No. Money in does Moravia. He anything, does he That's have cute. anything, like, really identifiable that she could, like, wear so that Strahd knows, other than the hair? His ears. I That's was gonna say it if you weren't. He's Maybe got this very you know distinctive, like, like white fur, like, cloak covering his shoulders. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna take that. Delicious. 
All right, yeah. She will look at Casimir, though, and sort of gesture. Like, she'll, like, hold up the head and hold up the sun sword to the ears. Like, do you want to buy him? His eyes immediately go wide. No, I, I don't think there's any need for that. Let's let the dead lie. Okay. And then she'll drop the head down and spit on it. And uh, take her stuff back to her backpack. And her new cloak. All right. Are we ready to get moving? Let's get to moving. All right. I'm going to stay with Lawson for now, or make sure that she's... Well, first, do you think you can walk? What? Uh, Lawson, uh, do you think you... If, if we helped you along, do you think you could walk? Yes, I suppose. Okay. Then it's about to get ugly, I'm afraid. We gotta move. I am so sorry. I wish uh, we could be spend the next few days lying down, but regrettably it's Barovia. Here, uh, take my arm. And if she allows him, he'll, he'll pull her to her feet. She reaches for his arm and then pulls back right at the last moment and then seems to consider it and then takes his arm uh, and with a very sheepish look she, you know, kind of pats um, a bit of the places where she had, you know, gouged his skin earlier. You see the first thing resembling a smile from Deer in a few hours. Please, that'll peel once that'll peel with a good night's rest and a bit of spit. I'm fine. Don't don't spit on them. That's It's an expression. I don't know why it's an expression. My old man never explained that one, but it sure is an expression. Let's go. Lilith right. puts herself jerkily to her feet and uh, looks faintly surprised, but ready to follow. Alright, Esmeralda moves toward the door and s after making sure no one objects, will slowly open it to peer outside. Go for right. it, Esmeralda. It looks like the coast is clear. Um, the doors are not so still closed. I don't think it's made its way in. Given okay. that... How do we want to approach this? If the fight stays here, the skulls might come visit us. But if we get too close to it, whatever it did to Kiva, it might do to us. Then we ready up. We get ready to burst inside. When we do, we ready up, ready up a firing line of everyone with any sort of ranged attack. We close the door behind us, have me, and K me Kiva, and Esmeralda at the front, and start blasting. Kesmer nods. Right, do we want to give it something to focus its attention on? Something a bit hardier than any of us. Do you have some in mind? I said I got two more shots left for the day. If we want to reserve one for our friend in the statue. Save them. We'll use one on this. I'm, will, I'm, willing to take, I'm willing to take a hit or two, and I'm sure Kivan has are as well. Alright. Yep, Aerith returns it. 
Do you think maybe, I mean, you know, sometimes people can make uh, illusions and things like that with their, their magics. Uh, you got anything like that? Maybe distract it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, what kind of illusion, you think? I don't know, something they'd want to hit that isn't else. Hmm. I can probably arrange that. Be At, at minimum, it's no harm. Yeah, I mean, it might buy some time at least. Alright. I'll try that, and then while it's distracted, we do what we planned. As Marble looks around. Alright, then, so just to confirm the plan, we make our way up north, we uh, get ourselves into the corridor and barricade the door so the skulls don't follow us, we take out this golem, uh, then we take however much longer we need to take up a position in the northern chambers, get ourselves onto the balcony, Casimir and Amity do their uh, uh, poof poof magic thing uh, with big beasties, and then we kill the fuck out of whatever's in that uh, big statue thing. And then they give the run out of the place. One hopes. When That's Esmeralda says poof poof magic thingy, Kiva looks like she's gonna fall over. Just like hits her right in the heart. That was so cute. Yep. Poof poof magic thing. Kill the cute fox. I I personally don't find it cute anymore. Wait, what there's a fox? Um, I mean, it was in represented by a fox in the dream. Oh, it is probably not an actual fox. That probably means he, they're like sly. Oh, you know, it, like a, like representative, like a symbolism. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, darling. I think you do a very fine poof poof magic thing. Amity gives him a death glare. His, his grin only broadens. Forward! Alright. Uh, with that said, uh, Esmeralda will begin leading the way, creeping out of the hidden chamber and into the larger atrium toward the northern doors. Casimir will stick back a little bit. And Earth will stick, will help Lawson along as they... Alright. What kind of illusion, we think? Uh, like a angry knight? Uh, some sort of monster? I suppose we could just be one of us. It are, we already know it hates... Hmm. Yeah, I can do a decent Kiva, I feel like. As y'all, y'all ready? Should I join with a different minor illusion, or would that just make it less good? Could you make the footsteps? Um, probably. Oh, yes. Sweet. Then that'll make it more convincing. Good thinking. So right. you're gonna send a big me down the hallway? I. Oh wait. Then I'll see the real you, and I'll know the fake shoot why don't i just go down the hallway because we care about not getting you pulped but you're gonna be right behind me 
I don't see any issue. Well, maybe we just get close to it and then you cast your thing and, you know, put it in like a faraway corner or whatever. And, you know, uh, then you, Amity, can maybe like make a big sound in that corner so that the, the, the golem thing just turns its whatever head it has towards that and it starts to go after that. And then when it does, we just zoom right past it. I really just think I should just walk down the hallway and you guys be right behind me. Earth gives Kiva a calculating look. Do you think you can rage again today? I have, uh, feel like I've got one left. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we've all had good reason for that. As well, perhaps, <laughs> um, if I could she's make a suggestion... A, she's got a sense. Um... Hmm? Please, I think we're talking in circles. We have a number of uh, ranged uh, combatants among us, and from what we have seen, uh, the skulls, even if they do hear the battle, do not seem capable of opening the doors if we're holding some shots, so why not let it walk to us? Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, we could just yeah, that's, wave it that... down here. I... We'll go into the next mean... corridor and hold the door yeah. shut behind us with the skulls. Yeah, that's what I... But... But if we set up a bit of a perimeter, the, the frontline fighters in front and the rest of us in back, we'll keep a bit of a distance for our safety's sake, but... Yeah, that was the, that, that's what I was thinking. So we don't have to run after it, we can just hold the line and uh, we can get in a few uh, putt shots as it uh, makes its way down. I don't... I can't imagine these things very smart, no? It's, it's, it's a statue. Unless it's being she controlled. She's like twitching, she just wants to yell at it. Let her go yell at it. All right. Good plan, as. Let's do that. Alright, uh, is Lillison coming? Lillison is very slowly coming. Alright. In that case, uh, you watch as Esmeralda nods and, uh, casts the spell and you watch as the three mirror images of herself appear around her form again. All right, then. Whenever you're ready. Kiva. Let's go break some shit. Kiva opens the door and just yells, Oi, prick! <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully the amber golem will hear it. All right. Uh, with that, as Kiva opens the door, I will need everyone to roll some initiative, please. Yes, sir. Woof. That's a four. Thirteen. Twenty. Very nice. Seventeen. Alrighty then, so. As Kiva steps in, uh, he watches the golem slowly turns to face you, but Amity, you are up first. What are you doing? Oh, jeez. Okay, well... According to our hold the line plot, Amity is just going to take a fun step over here. Um, can Amity see the golem? Uh, yes. Uh, I would say... Actually... I would say you can hear it beginning to step toward you. I would say Kiva can just barely see it from her current vantage point. It is dark in here. Like, this corridor is entirely unlit. 
save for the sun sword. And even the, the sun sword is not. Oh, yeah. this, I mean, the sun sword only goes like thirty feet at the at its current uh, extension. So. Okay, um, in that case, Amity will just pile in behind Kiva, and ready a vicious mockery if anything gets close enough. Alrighty. Uh, with that said, that is the end of your turn. Uh, it is now Esmeralda's turn. She will step in as well, step to the front lines next to Kiva, uh, and she will ready a... Let's say... Let's say a, a firebolt. Actually, no, we'll say a magic missile, if anything comes into her range. Alright, Casimir is up. He will step up next to Amity. And he will do much the same as Esmeralda. He's writing a magic missile. Erthwindir, you're up. Erth will step up to the front lines with Kiva and Esmeralda, and can he see this thing now, or no? Okay. Uh, you can just barely see what seems like a massive amber foot beginning to step in, but I don't think you have a clear shot just yet. Okay, ready a firebolt. Alright, Lily, you're up. Alright, Lillison is going to uh, hobble over here. And cannot see anything, so... I guess she, like? will, uh, she will ready an acid splash for anything that she sees right. uh, coming in view. Okay. Would she like to move in with the others so she has the doors between her and the flame skulls? No. Okay. Uh, it is the golem's turn. As you hear the sound of amber and stone shuddering and cracking beneath its weight, it will slowly begin making its way toward you. And it comes into view. Uh, a lot of readied actions go off. Uh, I believe... Uh, Amity, what's the range of Vicious Mockery? Aerith, you can roll for uh, 60 uh, Firebolt. Alright, then I would say all that certainly goes off. Okay, they make a Wisdom saving throw. Uh, while I okay. come up with a... Alright, just gonna roll Magic Missile damage here. And that's a 22 to hit from the Firebolt for 10 damage. Very nice. It's okay. made of amber, right? So, like, um, it looks <laughs> like you've got a lot of um, ants buried inside you. <laughs> Alright, so that is... A 12 on the Wisdom save. Okay, that will, um, that will not save. Uh, and so it takes a 3 damage and disadvantage on its next attack roll next turn. Alright, it is immune to psychic damage. It does not seem overly bothered, uh, but nonetheless, <gasps> I believe the effect still gives a disadvantage, even if it didn't take the damage. It does. Yeah. Okay, uh, Casimir deals 15 damage on his magic missile. Esmeralda deals 5 times 4, so 20. And what was Aerithrinder's damage? Uh, 10 from a well-placed fireball. All right, you watch as these numerous attacks smash into it from either side. You watch as actually you realize now that there were several cracks already running down this body. Evidently, this thing's already been somewhat beaten up or injured before you even greeted it. Um, 
It's looking a bit wounded, but it's going to keep stomping forward. That's 10 feet. It's going to make it use a stash. And I believe that's as far as it can get. Uh, it is right up in your faces, this massive amber statue just towering over the rest of you. Um, and with that, it is Metreon's turn as he hears this thing stomping closer. Uh, yeah. Uh, against his better judgment, he's gonna run towards the corridor. Alrighty. Uh, at least get... Ah, jeez, now I can see it. Um... <laughs> uh... Ooh, what do I want to do? Um... Oh, sorry. Uh, while you're doing that, uh, Lilith, you also had a ready to action, right? I do. Alrighty. Uh, deck save, please. Gladly. That is a four. Alright, that is six acid damage. And six acid damage it shall take. This thing is actually looking pretty severely damaged. Well, if it's looking chunky, uh... I'll use my action to go ahead and launch a couple of them, uh, whatchamacallops, uh, Eldritch Blast. Alright, uh, do you, if you fire from your current oh, position, it'll have three quarters cover. Uh, no. Uh, I was planning on coming in here, I just got startled by the vision. Um, yeah, that first one misses completely. Uh, okay. Let's try for a second one. Uh, this is an 11 hit. An 11 certainly does not hit, I'm afraid. Perfect. All right. Um, and then I'm going to... Because we're trying to get out of the, the hallway, right? Or are we trying to kill this thing? We're trying to kill it. All right. Well. Uh, shoot. Um... Alright, this is probably stupid, but I'm just going to do it. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to dash. Alright, where are you dashing to? Right here. Alright, uh, it will happily take an attack of opportunity against you. Oh, great, yeah. Perfect. Awesome, love that for me. This might hurt. That's so. a 28 to hit. With disadvantage. I oh, it is. Advantage. That is a 15 to hurt. To 15 to hit. That just hits, actually. <laughs> no, it doesn't hurt. All right. Hey, Cutting you words. miserable, ugly bastard. Over here. You're not <laughs> killing anyone else. And it is now a 14 to hit. That still hits. Fuck! Yeah, this is going to hurt. Uh, that's going to be, unfortunately, and it was a good try, uh... 22 points of bludgeoning damage. I love that for me. As it smashes into you like a freight train that you don't know exists because freight trains have not been invented in Barovia yet. Yet. Yeah, uh, he yet. stumbles back, feeling the donkey punch from this uh, golem, but uh, kind of stumbles to his... still on his feet. All right. And uh, is that the end of your turn? It is. All right, Kiva, you're up. Let me, Adam, okay, bonus action rage. Um, and then we're gonna just bang bang with the sun sword to attack. Oh, what's Red the wild surge? Sword. 
Oh yeah, hold on, let me do that. An eight, hold on. Let's see here. Ooh, nice. This is the mist one that I love. So basically, um, mist starts coming out of the ground again and uh, surrounds her hand that is holding the sun sword, which means she can throw it and it comes right back to her at the end of her turn. It's the best. This one is my favorite. Um, but she's not going to need to throw it, so she's going to make two attacks uh, recklessly. All right, go for it. So that's a 27. 27 hits. Uh, that's 10 radiant damage. And then the next one. Um, I think yours already hit, though. Or you already rolled yours. At least it's showing uh, me that way. Wow, it's showing up like four times. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see those first two. Can I just take the okay. last two? Okay, great. Um, and so this next one doesn't have advantage, but it's an 18 to hit, if that hits. Okay. An 18 does hit. Great, so that's 20 points of radiant damage total. All right, very nice. A lot of you go into town in this amber golem. You watch as uh, it approaches you, Metreon ducking underneath it, weaving beyond its side, Kiva spinning, catching it on the back as it turns to smash into uh, your friend, catching just off the side of its torso, searing the sun sword down, the radiance burning through the amber. You actually watch as it begins to melt and drip down onto the ground past its side as you leave this molten gouge of slag in its place. Uh, this thing is not looking very hale or hearty. Is that your turn? Great. Turn it into soup. All right, Amity, you're up. Top of the round. Amity will, yeah, Amity will use her most powerful single target damage spell, Vicious Mockery. Woo! Um, it's the bard life, baby. Hell yeah. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw. I accidentally clicked it twice. All right, that is a 20. Cool. It's now Esmeralda's turn. <laughs> All right, Esmeralda <laughs> will take her turn, uh, pulling out her rapier and her hand axe, and will begin going to town on this thing. That is a 20 and a crit. Third attack is a 21 for a total of 23 plus 9, 32 points of damage. So as she whirls against it in a whirlwind, Casimir will take his turn. And he will fire off another... Actually, no, he'll... let's say he throws out a firebolt. It seems sensible. Uh, with half cover. Unfortunately, Miss going wide as he kind of like loses his balance at the last second, uh, as the thing lunges over Kiva's head toward him past Esmeralda, uh, he lets out a sudden stifled gasp and reels back uh, the firebolt going wide. Erethrandir, you're up. Okay. So, hmm. it's used its reaction already, right? Uh, it has, against Metreon. Splendid. Seeing that... Esmeralda and Kiva have got it. He's going to join Metreon back here, half out of, you know, pragmatism and half as a shield as he launches another fireball. You're not right. touching them, Emery. He realizes, sorry, getting 
All good. What's the roll? Eight. Unfortunately, an eight does not hit. Uh, it kind of whirls toward you. It's massive amber hand coming through there and smacking the firebolt into the air, deflecting it into one of the alcoves in the walls. It does not connect. Oh, I hate my life. That's my turn. All right, Lillison, you're up. And I will say one thing you notice is you watch as the glow of green light coming from the southeastern shaft slowly begins growing a little bit brighter. Lovely. Um, okay. Lillison very reluctantly steps through and uh, starts pulling the doors closed. All right. Is that going to require an action, or...? I would say if you want to pull both of them closed, that'll be an action. Uh, although, on his turn, I think it would have been reasonable for Casimir to pull his door closed, so... Let's wreck on that a little bit and say you can pull the single door behind you if you'd like. Okay, I will pull that single door closed, and then uh, right. kind of scoot as far into the corner as possible. Understandable. And then, uh, turning with a very calm sort of dead-eyed expression. Lillison stretches out both hands and fires another acid splash at the Amber Golem. Alright, that'll be dex another deck save. save. That is an 18. That passes, so no damage. You watch as its form actually seems to move with strange slickness. Uh, the blow of the magic shimmer across it, almost seeming to struggle to pierce through the amber shell that surrounds this statue's great form. Uh, it certainly seems like as though the spells in general, especially the cantrips, are not having quite as much of an effect as you might hope. Alright, is that your turn? Uh, seeing that, Lillison... Something changes about her posture, and uh, there's a particular spark that leaps into her eyes and uh she glances over uh how does metreon look uh i'm chunky at funky uh probably about a half down but uh i yeah does he still look feisty or does he look like, oh yeah he's uh, i mean he you know he's he's offended by the fact that he just got punched in the back of the head okay um then she glances over catches his eye uh, one of the corners of her mouth turns up briefly, and she just says, Left shin. And that's Alright. And as you end your turn, it's going to wind up and take a big smack at Esmeralda, who dealt it a fuck ton of damage last turn. Ah, oh, damn. Kiva's got disadvantage. <laughs> He's got advantage on all of her attacks. You should hit her. <laughs> That's true, but he's not the most intelligent thing. Let me just check something about uh, our dear friend Mirror Image real quick. Uh, that didn't stop being a thing or anything. Alright, so it's going to first attack her once. Um, Esmeralda rolls on 11, which does lead it to a duplicate. Its fist punches through the duplicate. I'm just going to make sure that it hits the AC of the duplicate. It actually misses. Swinging wide as it targets the duplicate, Esmeralda dancing out of the way, and the three shimmering versions dancing around the central one uh, evade around it. Um, it's going to grunt and try to take another swing toward her. Uh, she's going to see if she can redirect her to one of her duplicates. And she does, rolling an eight. It's going to take a swing to see if it hits. 
the duplicate's AC. That is a 16, which will do it. Just barreling through and smashing through the illusionary uh, silhouette, uh, leaving Esmeralda quite unharmed. She has two duplicates remaining. That's pretty great. Iconic. All right, that is the end of its turn. Uh, Metreon's up. Yeah, Metreon is going to keep running. Uh, so, let me... so he's going to get a little bit further ahead, but then hearing uh, Lillison and seeing her give him, give him that devilish grin, uh, he's going to angrily whip out his crossbow and uh, with it aimed right at that leg that uh, Lillison called out. He's going to attempt to fire. Alright, roll the hit. Uh, does a 19 hit? A 19 will indeed hit. So that's going to be 3 points of piercing plus some sneak attack. Oh, come on. Uh, plus one more point of sneak attack, so 4 total. Alright, as it's facing down toward Esmeralda, bearing down upon her, barreling with its fists, um, you see a perfect shot right toward the center of what would be its shoulder blades as a living creature. Um, you take aim fire, the shot whistles true through the air. I have one quick question for you. Uh, is your crossbow or its bolts magical? Uh, no. The arrow actually splinters as it hits this thing's back. It's a perfect shot, but this thing apparently is not going to be wounded by any mundane or mortal weapon. Metron rolls his eyes and keeps running uh, as his bonus action to dash. All right, very good. And that's my turn. Uh, same thing, same same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, so we're gonna roll recklessly. Uh. So that's a 17 and a 12. So the 17 hits, I think, right? I hope. I hope. Uh, the 17 just barely hits. Oh, I love that. Um, eight. And it's actually, um, I misread my thing. So instead of radiant damage, while Kiva is misty, uh, it's force damage. I don't know if that changes anything. Cool. All good. Force damage is fine. Force damage is okay, the best cool. type in the game. I love force damage. I love force damage. Um, so All my homies love force damage. Oh, my homies love it. And then she's going to attack again. Uh, yeah, so let's do it not recklessly this time. Or did Zio say I could do it both? I don't remember. Anyway. You're locked in once you do it. Okay, 16. Just barely misses, I'm afraid. Okay, well, fuck. Um, and I don't... Okay, yeah, never mind. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Just gonna stand there. All right. Wait. Very good. Serena, did you attack? You attacked recklessly on the first attack, right? Yeah. Then you have to attack recklessly on the second. Amazing. Okay, that's a twenty-five. That will hit. I love that for me. So that's another eight <laughs> radiant damage, and she's going to um, expend a her last spell slot and do a little divine smiting. All right. That's going to be another 2d8 ram it, uh, radiant coming up, I guess. Another 8. So, um, 24 damage altogether. Because apparently I'm only rolling uh, in multiples of 8 tonight. Hey, I dig it. You 
slam the sunsword into the side, just cutting across its chest right toward one of the hips. It blazes outward in a nova of white light. Uh, it falters for a moment. Amity, you see it stumble. What are you doing? Amity is casting her most powerful single target damage spell. Hey, bird brain. Sorry, I didn't even do the accent right. But it has to make a wisdom saving throw. This is vicious mockery. All right, we love vicious mockery. Yeah. That oh, is another nat 20. Hell yes. Amity Woo! is just sort of T-posing in the corner of Esmeralda's <laughs> turn. You can actually I see it as, as Amity flings the magic toward it. There's this almost shimmering uh, nimbus, this this faint uh, glowing aura of amber light that surrounds it. Each of these magical blues almost sliding off of that, not actually making contact with, this, with the uh, skin, so to speak, uh, but this protective aura that deflects this incoming uh, blow. Uh, that is the end of your turn, I'm afraid. Esmeralda is up, and she's going to quite happily attack three times. See, that would be a nice, like, foreshadow to the Heart of Sorrow if we didn't already know that the Heart of Sorrow existed. Oh, that's fair. Unfortunately, this is just magic resistance. Alright, so that's a 21 to hit, a 27 to hit, and... A 23 to hit for a total of 24 points of damage. You watch as Esmeralda steps forward, taking advantage as Kiva brings it down. As the Sunsword actually cuts through half of the leg, this thing stumbles, going down to the ground. Its gaze snapped toward Amity. For a moment, it's distracted. Its gaze locked into the corner. Its weight balancing uh, on half of what its limb support should be. And at that moment, Esmeralda whirls forward, slashing across it with the rapier, cutting twice across it, and then slamming the hand axe right into the center of its chest. You hear the sound of amber cracking, then splintering into shards, and then the chest crumbles to pieces, and the golem collapses to the ground, its torso splintering into bits. I'm and that is where we will end it for tonight. They did the same exact amount of damage. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You hear Metron from the distance. Did we get it? Oh, we'll find out next time no. who answers Metreon. <laughs> <laughs> the Amber Golem does. <laughs>
We love you, we appreciate you, and we will all see you back in the mists next week. Until then, always lay a fine trail to the afterlife, and do your best to find your way back. And take care. <laughs>